Okay, just before we start, and to avoid any confusion, when I made this episode, this series was called The Rack Railway. Since that time, we have changed our name. Our new name is Letter of Introduction, a name I think that better reflects a podcast which tells the stories of all things service. Enjoy. Hello. Uh, Welcome to the Rack Railway, stories of service travellers across the globe, and in this instance, originating from Australia. I'm Lauren Gordon, a service member from Melbourne, and today I want to talk to you about the conference that is the General Assembly that happens every three years, where countries from all over the service world come together to nut out the big stuff. What direction are we going? How can we work together for more excellent travels? When are we going to get everybody online? And what will that look like? This year, 2018, Seoul is the site of this triennial get-together. And in the lead-up, I thought it would be interesting to talk to participants of international conferences past. So, today we're going to Barcelona. Tell me your name and uh, where you live. Oh, Nancy O'Toole. I live in, in a suburban Melbourne. And how long have you been in service? Golly, I'd hate to think. It must be 35 years or more. How did you get involved in the first place? Um, a friend of mine was in service. I was living in the country and um, she said what a great organisation it was and I had a house with some empty bedrooms and I thought, well, sounds great. Now, the reason that I'm talking to, to you today is because I wanted to talk to you about the International Conference. I understand you went to an international conference some years ago. Mm, yes, I did. Can you mm. tell me about that? What, where was that and when was that? Um, the conference was north of Barcelona, up, okay. in, up in the hills, mountains. Right. Um, what year was it? Oh, dear. <laughs> Might have been 2006, mm-hmm. six or seven, something like that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And how did you end up well, attending that conference? Well, to be honest, I tended to think international conferences were sort of for people who knew a lot about service, you know, yeah. key people being involved. In that. Because, it, yeah, not long after I joined service, I remember there was the international conference was actually held in Melbourne. Which I could have quite easily have attended, but I yeah. counted myself out thinking I'm just a greenie, is no point. Um, <laughs> I regret it later because... A greenie is in a newbie? Or? A newbie, yeah. Right, yeah, right, right, okay. Uh, yeah, just people obviously got a lot just from the experience of being there. If you are a greenie, like Nancy was, or if you've been in service for 25 years and never up until this point noticed anything about the workings of it, or third option... If you're a neighbour of a service host who popped around impromptu for a cup of tea and and now accidentally yet delightedly listening to this podcast, you might not know that the Service International Conference and General Assembly has happened every three years enough times since 1952 that there's now been 30 of them, making the next General Assembly in South Korea number 31. The generally it goes for around one week that there is business, motions, directions, voting and facilitated discussions, activities, folk dancing for one, which you'll hear about, 
and a whole lot of people from all over the place that have come together in one school group accommodating venue to work out what to do next. But I'll let Nancy talk to you more about that. So uh, at the time that Barcelona was mooted, my youngest son and his wife were working overseas. And I was, I think I was about to retire, you know, and do the big overseas trip. So I thought, oh, well, I'll wrap it all up in one. And uh, so I went to Barcelona. So I flew into Barcelona, took a train north. Certainly at that station, there were service people with Mm. transport. Okay. Took us up the winding road to where the conference was. I'd say it had probably been uh, an old convent or convent wow. school. Well, wow, it very like a, old building. sounds like a beautiful spot. It was. It was perched up on a hill. Yeah, yeah. What, did, what did it look like? What were the buildings like? What, where did you sleep? That kind of thing. Not quite a cell. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sharing room with another woman who actually was from Australia. So just two to a room? Yeah. But the rooms seemed to be a bit higgledy-piggledy in different sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very old place. I remember there being big courtyard areas. Oh, wow. um, and I remember that specifically because it was incredibly hot summer. It was August, very hot. And uh, <laughs> mid-afternoon they would bring in a truckload of melons and we'd have a great courtyard feast of all these beautiful melons. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, at night, uh, every night there was folk dancing with dancers from different countries because there were people there from all countries over the world, you know. We'd have a whole variety of folk dances, and it was just lovely out in the open, you know, summer night in Did the courtyard. Did you do some Australian bush dancing then? <laughs> no, I forgot to take my lager phone. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be informal things happen at night. You might sit down and people start playing cards or yeah. scrabble or musical instruments. <laughs> but the thing that struck me, I suppose, on that first day when I arrived was firstly the the warm welcome from the Spanish hosts. Okay. And uh, they obviously were very well organised. But the first people that I met informally to chat to were a group of black women. Yeah. And mentally I thought, oh, they'll be from Africa. But they started talking to me in Dutch and that threw me. And I thought, oh, wow. (laughs) And they were from, um, I think it's called Suriname. The conference provided a variety of accommodation. Yeah. You could have share rooms or or there were dormitories, a bit like a youth hostel yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they were all in a dormitory together. Right. It wasn't an easy place to find your way around, you know, being so, you know, an old building that had been added to. And so it was a bit of a labyrinth. It was a little bit at times, yeah. yeah. How many people do you think Ooh. would have been there? Hundreds. There must have been a couple of hundred. I'm just thinking of the folk dancing at night. There was an enormous courtyard and there just people everywhere. And so it must have been a pretty big venue to accommodate that it many was. people as well. It was. Yeah. And I guess being in Europe, you know. It's easy, easily accessible. Easily yeah. accessible for so many people, including, mm. you know, the Americans, Canadians, the South yeah. Americans. So yeah, it's true. Not, not hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, of course, at mealtime you get to meet all sorts of people. What about the food? Was it specially Spanish? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was school camp type. Right. Initially. Okay. <laughs> and I think there was an adjustment to the menu. Ah. That it wasn't quite enough 
to feed us. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, our menu got adjusted upwards. <laughs> well, that's, that's good news by yes. the sound of it. Yeah, so in terms of a day, so mm. you said that there was kind of a, a structure around the day. Yeah, there was a set time for breakfast. Yeah. And then the business sessions would have set times. Yeah. The program alongside that, um, there were multiple things happening at the same time, mm. you know. So a Servas International Conference is not just business sessions. Yeah. There's far more activity happening outside the business sessions. Okay. So, for instance, early morning there'd be yoga or something on. Mm-hmm. Then you could go and learn Spanish. Right. And I think it was um, the Argentinians that were conducting the Spanish sessions. Uh-huh. You might want to do a a session about a particular aspect of service that wasn't mm. part of the business session mm. but but might be used to feed into some discussion later. Mm. So it was sort of a way of, of discussing informally mm. the things that might be in the business without just having these set delegates getting up and debating because there's limited time for everything mm. in the formal mm. session. Some of the local people from Barcelona organised sessions on the artist Gaudi because Barcelona showcases Gaudi's work in the buildings, for instance, that he created. Yeah, so you could learn about Gaudi and then they actually took you on a walk around Barcelona to a lot of the Gaudi buildings. So you were sort of in and out from the conference site yes, a bit? Yes, yes, There was that opportunity, um, particularly if you're only going as an observer. Yeah. You're not bound to sit there through all the, the conference. Yeah, yeah. The flip side of that was I was asked if I would assist in taking the minutes for one of the sessions. And from memory, there were at least two people handwriting the minute, apart from the recording. So they were making sure they got it right. And I sat in on sessions that, you know, were of interest. So this is the bit where Nancy talks about the business sessions. Run in a UN style, there's a delegate to represent each country attending the General Assembly and place markers at table indicating a country's seat. Facilitators guide discussions as country representatives address issues of concern or discuss improvements to systems needed at an international level. There are elections and sometimes candidates spruiking their platforms in the lead up some showmanship from time to time. But generally, this is where the hard work is done. And can you describe what the business room looked like? Um, I seem to remember it looked a bit like a parliament <laughs> and it was probably to do with the building itself. But I do have memories of us facing each other, you know, people on both sides of the room and the chair being at one end with the table there and also delegates at the far end, so sort of U-shaped. Mm, okay. Can you remember what the topics of discussion were at that time? Look, one of the big topics was <clears throat> whether there should be the computerisation of the, the directories for service for the different countries. Sure. Do we go online? Uh-huh. And all the arguments against that. And that went on for a long time. The ones that stood out were, you know, the French and the Israelis and the Canadians and the New Zealanders. 
Um, so people have with a lot terms of, of discussion, strong opinions about things a, about about uh, that topic. Okay. Um, yeah, and and often there would be um, sessions at night between the delegates trying to resolve issues. There was, you know, if you got an impasse on something, mm. there'd be a lot of um, negotiation mm. outside the sessions, tossing things around to try and formulate a way of coming together to agree. I mean, there was a lot of business in the conference. Right. Some sessions were quite fiery. Right. Um, yeah, I think some sessions people tended to forget that one of the aims of service is, is peaceful resolution. I see, right. <laughs> and then there was a lot of room to socialise in the evening as well. And... Um, and during the day, if you're not delegates, you mm. could go somewhere. And I remember one breakfast, the Italian contingent coming up to me. They used to call me Australi, Australi. Right. And they came up and said, Australi, Australi, run away the conference, run away the conference. They wanted me to take them somewhere away from the conference. <laughs> It must have been we did the Gaudi walk and they decided I was someone that could could work out the trains or something. I don't know. So we did have a runaway day. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you skived off the conference, huh? Yeah. What did you do? We got a train into Barcelona. Like, any time you wanted to go to the station, there was always transport there okay. for you. Probably 20 minutes. 20 minutes drive. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And we got a train into Barcelona and then I organised another train and we went to, I think it's Montserrat. It's a monastery okay. right up on a hill. Wow. And you, it, it's very steep. We had to change transport about three times, and the final part was, a, I think it's called a rack railway. It's for very steep parts <coughs> where you can't have normal trains. Right, okay. And, it, yeah, so I, I remember that we, we must have all done our lunches and carved them with us, and I can remember us all... all sitting in what miserable little bit of shade there was <laughs> <laughs> along this wall that overlooked a steep drop having having our lunch, having our sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, and I do remember there was at least one outing, call it outing, mm. that the conference organised that I think must have been on a non-conference day, so maybe mm. they had a rest day in the middle somewhere. Mm. And it was north to a, a really old city. Did you make particular friends there? Who do you remember from there? Um, I remember um, one of the women from Austria. Uh-huh. I think she was the vice president. Not just for her contribution, but probably because I had visited Vienna prior ah, to the conference. Right. And uh, arrived on my host's doorstep to be greeted with, I'm so sorry, I have to go away for a weekend conference. My heart sank. But she said, but here is my key. <laughs> You're welcome to still stay. Right. So I did. And she'd left the names of other service hosts. If, right. You know, I wanted to catch up with anyone. And yeah. So I did ring this particular woman and um, finished up doing a walk through the Vienna woods with her, which oh, was wow. really lovely. Yeah. 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 And uh, she worked at the UN as a translator. Yeah. Do you still keep in contact with anyone that you met at the conference? Peace Secretary from England, I had intermittent contact with afterwards. Okay. 
And in fact, the English Peace Secretary came to our big service get-together down at um, Narrawal. Well, it sounds like it was quite lively. Like the look, it was. Yeah, it was, and look, people were really friendly. Yeah, it just was a lovely experience. Yeah, really, um, of meeting people from other countries. And if you've got a chance to go, go. It's a wonderful opportunity to be with people from so many different countries who all love travelling. Thank you so much, Nancy, for telling me and telling us about your international conference time in Barcelona. As Nancy says, it's a good gig, folks. Get yourselves along. Though, of course, it's going to have to be sometime, you know, three years from now because Seoul is all sold out. Um, never mind. If you're lucky, I will make you another podcast or even a podcast about it. You've been listening to Lauren Gordon on the Rack Railway. See you next time. Music used in this podcast is Cumbria No Frills Faster by Kevin McLeod and Fluidscape by Kevin McLeod. These are licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license and further details can be found at our website at www.servas.org.au.